0: This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up.
1: All right, so this week's episode is an interesting one, and it comes to us from a listener, and I'm not sure whether we've done a listener's show before or not, or taken an idea from a listener and used it. We get ideas all the time coming through either the website or email or different things, but this one comes to us from a friend of ours. Well, he's not a friend of ours. He guess he's a listener, so uh, that makes him a friend of ours, but... Tony Smith wrote an email to the website and said he's been listening to the podcast for roughly six months. He loves it, and he had an idea that he wanted us to look at covering. And so the idea was, imagine all music is getting wiped out forever except for 20 songs of your choice. Uh, and he's really excited to see what kind of diversity that you and I come up with. Because we've said it many times before, you and I, we listen to all kinds of different music. We're not just hard rock or metal, even though on this show, we focus mainly on hard rock and metal. Because that's what the show is is all about. That's what you and I gravitate towards most But we had to adapt a couple of things for this because we just had so much stuff. You want to talk about your approach to tonight's show a little bit?
2: Yeah. So, you know, we added, well, first of all, we reduced it to 15 because we think we might be able to do a series with this because of some of the things you just said. So what we went with was we would both pick 10 what we would label hard rock and metal songs. And then five from any genre. So we would each have 15. Then to reduce it even further, we said, all right, you got to pick one from the 60s, one from the 70s, one from the 80s, one from the 90s, and one from the 2000s. So just to reduce the list a little bit and to diversify the list a bit so it's not all from the 80s, which I'm apt to do. Just doing that put my list over 200 songs. So then I had to, on top of it, self-impose some rules. So I said, all right nothing that I've already played on the podcast, no more than two songs from my top band. So I've got this top 10 band list. No more than two songs can come from that and no more than two ballads. And it's got to be, you know, and this list of like 200 plus songs I had are songs that basically I don't ever get tired of. No matter when they show up on the shuffle, no matter when they're on the radio, no matter when I hear them on TV, I listen to the song in full, because they are some of my favorite songs of all time. It's very tough to get to 15, even with all those self-imposed rules. I had it down to like 80-something and had to get it down to 15. It was not easy.
1: I'm still adding to my list as we speak. I mean, I have probably well over 100 songs myself and more being added all the time. And it's just, it may be just at this moment what we're feeling about this song. And this really is... No one's list but ours. You might identify with some of the songs. You may not. Some of the songs I'm absolutely 100% sure that you've heard of. Some of them you may have never heard. In fact, I can almost guarantee a couple of them you've almost never heard. And so this is really just taking a listener's idea. And once again, Tony, thanks for writing in. Thanks for sharing. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh we appreciate it. We had to tweak your idea a little bit, but uh we hope that you enjoy this episode and before we get into all this uh craziness and all these different songs because this show is a little bit all over the place for sure, we're gonna just cover uh a few things that we got going on first. So what's what's happening with you, Hollywood, as we as we record this show? We're we're past the Fourth of July weekend. Any exciting news? I mean, did you burn your hand off with a sparkler? Did you blow up a couple of uh, uh, bottle rockets? What's
2: going on over there? I'm not much of a fireworks guy. You know, the neighbors were popping off fireworks all night last night. I just don't understand the the idea behind them. I don't know what excites people. I don't know if it's explosions or fire. I don't know what the hell it is. But, you know, Summerfest is going on up here. They didn't have a lot of metal acts, but, you know, we went on – july 3rd just to catch a few shows
1: yeah right on not much going on here like you said the neighbors are popping off fireworks till 11 o'clock at night and of course uh it's happening on a thursday uh, night this year so everybody's got to work on friday and that's exactly what had to happen but hey as long as they put some uh fireworks in the sky i guess they're happy
2: it's all good yeah i just i never understood it i i, I go every year and i'm like Okay, that's fireworks. Look the same like last year. Whatever. Yeah, I
1: have to be careful because as clumsy as I am, I'll end up blowing off a limb. So I try to stay away from that stuff. I've set myself on fire five to six times. You know, it's just not good.
2: <laughs> Why does that not surprise me?
1: <laughs> True story. <laughs> oh, oh boy. my God. My my constant gift image on my uh, Facebook page is Gene Simmons blowing his hair on fire (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) all right well listen we got a lot of music to get into and hopefully people enjoy this episode listen to it with an open mind because like we said we're a little bit all over the place with this but have no fear there are some great songs there's some great rock and roll in here and there's some great music in general so Check it out, enjoy, but before we get into all that, you know we gotta
3: crank it up! Crank me up! Crank
0: me up! It's time for the Crank It Up new music spotlight.
2: Okay, so I got this new buddy named Kevin Packard, great guy, and he sends me a song from his band. I actually didn't know he was a musician. But uh, he sends me, and he's got some stuff on Spotify. The band's called Checkpoint Charlie. So he sends me the song, and he goes, hey, you might want to really listen to this song. It's really great. And I agree. It is great. And the song, it's like an ode to the tragic tale of the Dark Lord of the Sith. So I'm not much of a Star <laughs> Wars guy, but I'm sure there's nothing more metal than somebody like Darth Vader. Then you add to it, he got the guitar player from Heron Scarum, Pete Leperance to uh, play guitar on this tune. And Pete's kind of got this guitar tone that absolutely fits the Star Wars kind of feel he's trying to put in this thing. It's straight ahead rock, but it's got some real strings. Add to it some opera singers in the background, which is Kevin's wife, by the way, because she's like a trained opera singer. And uh, you got this nice little ditty called Invader, so check it out. Invader by Checkpoint Charlie.
4: You run away, but I will always find you. Feel your fear when you will hear me breathing right behind you.
1: is not the invader from iron maiden as i'm so uh used to but that's an interesting tune i didn't really make the star wars connection until you told me you know not a bad song uh definitely rock and roll definitely hard rock slash metal kind of in that vein right
2: yeah and like i said they got stuff on spotify they got other stuff too they're a little bit all over the place but uh, you know that's the diversity in music and i think these guys are from tennessee but don't quote me on that i think they might be from nashville but uh you know, talent is talent. Good song, good song. So what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, you know, we like to give people the opportunity here at the Grown Up Rock Podcast. That's part of what Crank It Up uh, New Music Spotlight's all about. I mean, we'll, we'll spotlight bands that you've heard of before and bands you haven't. So as long as we like it, which is all that really matters, then hopefully you'll like it and we'll move forward. But got to go on what we like or don't like uh, at the time. There's lots of bands that'll never be played on this show that we just don't like. And it's, <laughs> and it's not that they're bad bands. It's just that, you know, we just don't connect with them for one reason or another. So it is what it is. But hey, that's enough chit chat. All right, so let's get into tonight's episode. We got a lot of music and a lot of songs to get through tonight. We're not going to be playing every song, so we'll just kind of move through our list Uh, and once in a while we'll drop in a song does that sound good Uh, that sounds great all right I'm gonna start with my 15 through 11 song and the first song that I'm gonna go with I'm gonna stay in format this is one of my ringtones on my phone I absolutely love this song and it comes to us from Ozzy it's the first time I got the chance to hear Zach on the no risk for the wicket record, and I absolutely love Miracle Man. Now, I'm going to go from Miracle Man and take almost a 360 degree turn. You know, 360 puts you right back where you were. I think you mean 180. See, fractions were never my strong suit. Wow, that's really bad, dude. All right, how about a 90 degree turn? All right. Does that work? Yeah, that works. Okay, I'm going to go with a 90 degree turn because 360 puts me back at Ozzy and I don't want to go back to Ozzy. I want to move forward. All right. So we're moving forward. (laughs) I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't pressure me. I don't pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Second grade math, dude. All right. So my number 14 song comes from a band called Badfinger. Badfinger is a completely great case of the music business just chewing somebody up and spitting them out. Two of the four guys in Badfinger ended up committing suicide. That's, <laughs> that's how bad Badfinger had it. And, you know, Badfinger, they were the first band signed to the Beatles' Apple label back in, I think, 68, maybe. 67 68 somewhere in around there when the beatles formed the apple label and they produced some amazing songs they had some really good songs probably known best for songs like come and get it that was co-written by paul mccartney no matter what day after day that was produced by george harrison but i love this tune take a listen to baby blue Baby Blue was produced by Todd Rundgren, so they had some real strong people in their camp, and they had some great songs, and there are songs that weren't hits that were also great. I love Badfinger a lot. It's too bad they didn't have huge success, and they had a lot of money and management problems, but uh, I think they could have still been going today had they not had all those issues. I'm going to go from Badfinger straight into back-end format and Metallica's Fuel. I know it comes off an album that people just didn't like that much, but I absolutely love Fuel, and no matter how many times I hear this Metallica tune, it gets my blood going. So, sue me. Now, I'm going to go from number 13 to number 12 with Play Guitar by John Cougar Mellencamp. Released in 83, there's something about the attitude of this song that I just love. And obviously, the theme is great. It's just a great song. I love it. And we're going to go from number 12 to number 11 with the one and only Great Journey and the album Escape. That album had so many amazing songs on it, but one of the first I can recall hearing In high school, was Stone in Love. And I just, I love the guitar. I love when Steve Perry's voice kicks in. It's just an amazing song, an amazing album. And I love Journey as a band. They've got so many killer songs. So that's my 15 through 11. A little bit all over the place, but that's kind of the point of this episode.
2: All right. So Miracle Man, it was on uh, my 200 plus list. So there's no doubt Ozzy Rocks, Baby Blue. Had never heard it till yesterday. The only Badfinger song I know is No Matter What. I've not heard any other Badfinger song at all. Yeah. Songs seem fine. Uh, I, I seem to like No Matter What better, but probably because I've heard it 10,000 times. Right. But yeah, I had never heard that song before. Fuel, I got no problem with that album. So I don't know what everybody else's problem is with that album. Love Melon Camp. So I love a lot of Melon Camp. So Play Guitar definitely hits home. And then Stone and Love was on my list of uh, 200 plus so some great songs there but yeah a little bit all over the place but you know like you said that's part of it right
1: yeah it's amazing that you had a couple that were on your list because uh we should mention to everybody we didn't share our our list till really just the last day or two so you know there really was no sharing of list when we were uh coming up with this stuff so that's kind of cool
2: yeah there was definitely some on my list that you hadn't heard so let's get started here After all my self-imposed rules, I get down to 15, and then what I did was rank the 15th among themselves versus all these other songs I had. And, you know, to me, great vocal, great melody, great chorus, hooks where you don't expect them, unique backing vocals, great guitar riff solo, that's usually the stuff that catches me, stuff that you can hum, but really it's, I never turn it off no matter when. And you know stuff like rock and roll and I, and I love it loud like I've heard them more than enough times I can live without those songs now um so here's my 15. so right out of the gate I would say this is hard rock guitar driven rock anyway but there's something about and I know some of the listeners understand what I'm talking about here if you have a close friend that's done music and there's something about that music that connects to you more than maybe other stuff even if maybe out of format now in this case it's not but there's something about it. I don't know if it's the loyalty to the friend. I don't know if it's because you've listened to it 5236 times. But, you know, great song's a great song. And in this case, whether the masses have heard it or not, uh, I would say it was the song that I thought could really define this person's career. I'm still not going to tell you who it is. I'll tell you the band is Time Maker. And Stephen doesn't know who the singer is yet, so uh, I'm trying to keep it as a, as a surprise. Bands called Time Maker, album called Counterclockwise, it was from the year 2001. Now, I could have picked a bunch of Restraint songs, because I love Restraint, same things, close friends doing music, but we've played a bunch of Restraint songs already, right? In this one, there's a guy named Dean who's playing drums, a guy named Larry who's playing lead guitar, Tony from Restrained is actually doing the bass and backing vocals, and you can kind of hear him in the backing vocals, not going to tell you who the lead singer is yet. It was an EP, five songs plus a bonus track, and this guy, he'd done several things already uh, by 2001, but I really thought that this song had kind of radio quality to it that would have put him on the map. A super catchy chorus, great bass lick. Check this out. It's called Calling Me Back. So you want to take a guess on who the singer is? I have no clue. That's Tony's brother, Mark.
1: Oh, wow. So they were in a band at one point in time, huh? Yeah. I don't think I even knew Mark was a musician. I mean, we spent all week on the boat with both of them, but uh, I don't think I ever, I don't think he even mentioned it, whether he was a musician or not. Yeah, you know the
2: band was around a while, played in the Sacramento clubs, faded out a little bit. Mark's got a real job; he's providing for a family. Yeah, um, he's educated. I mean, the guy's smart, but he's not somebody that likes like telling people, "Hey, you know, I'm a musician too, and I play guitar too, and I sing too." Like he's just not that guy.
1: Yeah, he's a little bit lo- uh, low profile, a little bit lower key. Yeah, I thought it was a decent song. It reminded me, not necessarily it sounded like, but it just reminded me of "Remember You," Skid Row. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, with the acoustic guitar a little bit. And, yeah, oh, yeah, just the flavor of it, the vibe of
2: it, even the melody a little bit had flares of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. Okay. Um, as Steven mentioned, we didn't share each other's list really until just about a day or so ago, and it would be surprising that there's a couple of bands that make a repeat on our list, but not the song. And it'll be interesting for you which bands made a repeat. But anyway, my number 14, is a Song from Pink. Yes, the artist Pink. Something about her whole bizarro Britney Spears, Christine Aguilera, Rebel, that totally works for me. The song's called You In Your Hand. Uh, It was 2006. It's just like some of the lyrics, like, I'm not here for your entertainment. You don't really want to mess with me tonight. You know, I was fine before you walked into my life. Like, it's it's total Rebel, kind of get the hell away from me. I'm just here to have a good time. So if you've never really heard Pink and you've never heard that song, You and Your Hand, you definitely want to check it out. It was actually a top 10 single uh, back in 2006, and that album went to number six. And uh, the video's hot, too, so you might want to check that out. Number 13, probably a song hardly anybody's heard, but it it hit the charts at number 21, and the album went to number two. And it's from a band called Red, and they are a Christian rock metal band from Nashville, Formed in 2002, their third album called Until We Have Faces has a song on it called Feed the Machine. And I would say the song is somewhere between Event Sevenfold and Disturbed. This is not your Christian rock band that's like only talking about stuff in the Bible and is preaching verse to you and is trying to, you to convert to whatever they're trying to get you to convert to. It's none of that. They don't even mention God in the song. The song is more about just don't let the world define you and be your own person. Uh, but it's definitely like an alt hard rock type vibe with piano and some string instruments. It's very interesting. So the song's called Feed the Machine by a band called Reds. So you might want to check that out. Number 12 on my list, Love My Black Label Society. We're going with Bearded Zach, 2005 album, Mafia, Suicide Messiah. Dude, this is one of my favorite BLS songs. And not a lot of people talk about it. And it was one of the, actually one of the, probably, uh, the ones I play the most on my playlist. So when I tell people about Black Label, I usually have them listen to one of these songs. You know, the talk box is used well and the video's got a ton of energy and, you know, this album went to number 15 and this was the first single. So, uh, great song by Black Label Society. And then going to the any genre, which (laughs) Stephen might've had a hard time listening to this song, but my number 11 song is from the Stylistics. Yeah, I love Motown. And I love gooey ballady Motown, and you make me feel brand new. It doesn't get more gooey and ballady than that. 1974. And it's one of those songs, you'll hear people do it karaoke. If they do it really well, man, it brings a house down. And I think my connection to this song is, first, I love it, and I've heard it in a couple of movies, and I love those movies, but... Like, my son's trying to learn how to sing, and he's trying to learn how to sing this song, and I've always loved the song, so we'll sing it together sometimes, and there's just like this special bond with the song. So, beautiful, beautiful song. You Make Me Feel Brand New by The Stylistics. That is my 11 through 15. What do you think about those, sir?
1: All right. Uh, So, calling me back, Time Maker. I already gave my opinion of that song. Told you what I thought. So, Pink. I'm a huge Pink fan. You know, I'm with you there. There's something about Pink that she has a rock and roll side. There's absolutely no doubt. And I think I love that about her. I think I love the Revel side about her. And You Plus Your Hand, love it. Great song. Didn't have to listen to that one. I've heard that song before. I have a lot of Pink in my library. So uh, that was a great song. Uh, Feed the Machine read, never heard of them in any way, shape or form, didn't know this song from Adam. So I had to Google it and I had to end up sitting through about a minute and a half, almost a two and a half minute intro to the video, which didn't exactly excite me. So I had to keep kind of forwarding until I got to the song, but Feed the Machine read, you know, I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. It was just kind of a straight-ahead metal, maybe a little bit too new metal for me. I don't know. There's nothing I could pinpoint, and granted, I only listened to it once, so it's one of those songs that maybe given more time. It might sink in with me, but that was my feelings on it. Suicide Messiah, Black Label Society, nothing bad to say about that. Love that song. Love BLS yeah great love bearded zach and then you make me feel brand new the stylistics now i like a lot of motown myself but i'm kind of the opposite i don't love the uh sappy ballady motown i'm more of the groove laden funk uh motown in fact there are several songs that are motown that are on my list but didn't make the top 15 for me And the stylistics, you make me feel brand new. Who hasn't heard that song? It was just, you know, it's just okay. There are way, 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 way more songs that would come ahead of that one for me. But that's it. There you go. All fair. All fair. And on to my 10 through 6. All right. Now, I may have mentioned this before or not. I can't remember because, again, can't remember past 10 minutes ago. I have short-term memory. So that's the way it is. But anyway, the way I approached my list was basically if it was a song that no matter how many times I heard, I can still listen to it today. That's the way I approached the list. Uh, I either love it or I don't. So number 10, I love this song so much. No matter how many times I hear this song, this song puts a smile on my face. I don't know what it is. I know Sonny loves this band. I love them. Kisses on my list, Hall & Oates. Absolutely love it. That one's from 1980, and that falls in my any genre list. And then we go from that to this one. Take a listen. I think most of my hard rock and rollers will be familiar with the band Brother Kane. Damon Johnson played with Alice Cooper for quite a while. Black Star Riders, now he's out doing his own thing. But before all of that, he was in this band called Brother Kane. And that's a song called Got No Shame. I love that first Brother Kane record. And that's the first song on that record. And it's just such a great mixture of southern blues and straight ahead hard rock and it just i can hear that song any number of times so i love that song and then we're going to go to a little bit of a crossover on my number eight as sonny mentioned earlier uh there are a few artists that make an appearance on both my list and sonny's list not necessarily the same song but artist. And like he said, you'll be surprised to see which artist ended up on both of our lists. So my number eight is a song called Feel Good Time by Pink. And you may have heard this song on the Charlie's Angels 2 soundtrack, but it was also on one of her albums. And again, it's fun. It feels good. I love it. It's great pop. And so Feel Good Time by Pink, awesome tune. And I'm going to go back in format. And I'm going to talk about Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Might be one of my most favorite Motley Crue songs. Doesn't matter how many times I hear this song. It just gets me pumping my fist. I love, love, love Kickstart My Heart, no matter how many times I hear it. So that's in at number seven. And then at number six, an artist that we did a show on completely that was completely out of format falls into my any genre list, 1990s Kiss by Prince. Love the mixture of funk. Love the mixture of his vocals. I love that song. And, you know, that song gets played a lot. There's a lot of people that have covered that song. There's no doubt about it. Uh, And it's not something that's a deep track or anything like that. But this show, to me, wasn't necessarily about deep tracks so much as it was about the songs that we just love and can't live without no matter how many times we hear it. And you hear that song quite a bit, but I love it every time I hear it. So, Kiss from Prince at number six. There you go. What do you think of that list, buddy?
2: All right, so... & Oats, like you said, one of my top 10 bands. So I got no problem with Kiss on my list. That wasn't the songs that would have made my top 200, but uh, I get it. The Brother Kane song, I had not heard it in forever. I was glad you picked it because I, I actually listened to uh, a bunch of Brother Kane uh, yesterday because I hadn't heard Brother Kane in a while. So I always liked that song. I think they had a shot to really be big. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly, you know, maybe it was the 90s. Maybe they. Felt a little too Southern rock slash eighties vibe to make it. But, uh, it's too bad. They didn't last, uh, pink. We already talked about pink lover, kickstart my heart. It's awesome. Even though dumbass is singing it, you can't argue with the song. Vince, Vince is part of the song. I I just wish he wasn't, but uh, it's a great song. And then kiss by Prince. I mean, I've murdered it in karaoke several times myself. Uh, that's where the whole Hollywood name came up anyway. I love Prince and, uh, that song is outstanding. There you go. All right. So my 10 through six. Now, depending on what you believe, I might be in format on all five songs. Maybe not one of them, but uh, I think it's close. So my number 10, I'm going to go with Stone Temple Pilots, sex type thing. 1992 on the album core. Wheeland has said the song isn't really about sex. It's about control, violence, and abuse of power. I guess the song was written about a girl that Scott was dating And was raped by three football players after a party. I mean, that's you know, it's kind of a heavy subject matter. But man, that song really rocks, and the guitar riff is unbelievable.
1: Way to bring that show down to a grind. halt. Good, hey, I'm
2: just keeping it real. (laughs) All right, and the video, you know, the video has a kind of a cool vibe. Uh, It's very, very grunge, but. You know, Stone Temple Pilots were one of those bands that I really loved in that movement because they still had that kind of 80s feel to it. Um, so love that song. Check out this song as my number nine. Okay, so you know, Motley Crue fans they got a love and hate relationship with Six AM. I think metal fans in general have hard rock fans have a love hate relationship with Six AM. I think it's cool. I think James Michael would have been a great singer of Motley Crue. I would love him to go re release you know Doctor Feel Good and see how it sounds with James Michael singing because I think it would be great. The song This Is Gonna Hurt. I remember when I first heard this, I'm like, oh my God, I hope these guys are huge. Cause I was glad, I liked Nikki's songwriting. I never had a problem with Nicki songwriting. It was always kind of overly cheesy, kind of that sleaze blues rock was getting old for me. And I wanted something a little modern. This hit home for me. Uh, this album went number 10 and you know, you can't deny that that song has great melody. I've never seen 6 AM live. I hope I get to see him someday. My number eight. Yes, I've said it over and over and over. I hate long songs, but man, it's hard to hate on Master of Puppets. Metallica's Master of Puppets is amazing. Like it's one of my favorite long songs. If I got to hear one, because for some reason, uh, it just hits home. Now it might have to do with it's 1986 and I'm just graduating high school. Might have to do with, I grew up in the Bay area. Metallica was a Bay area band. Might just have to do with, it's a great damn song. And, um. The song, you know, if you don't know really a lot about it, it's about addictions like drug or drinking and how what you were once controlling is now controlling you. And that's kind of what the song's about. But, you know, this was the only single on Master of Puppets and that album went to number 29. So that song cannot be denied. At number seven, we're going to go with a Mythbuster. So Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix was not written by Jimi Hendrix. It was written by a guy named Billy Roberts. And Jimi Hendrix released it in 1966 as his first single, but that wasn't the first time it was released. It was actually released by The Leaves in 1965, and it is a horrible version. Thank God Jimi released the song, because I don't think anybody would have ever heard it. Hey Joe is a classic. You know, Hey Joe, where you going with that gun in your hand? Loved Hendrix, always have. And then my number six, I guess you could argue it might be out of format, but it's by Survivor. Love Survivor. The song's called Didn't Know It Was Love. Catchy tune. Jim Patrick and Frankie Sullivan wrote the song. The video's kind of like this sound check type. You, know, you can kind of follow them around and see what was kind of behind the scenes type of stuff. This is one of those songs where if it gets in your head, it'll ring there a while and you'll be humming it for days and not know it. Survivor's had... Dave Bickler, Jimmy Jameson, Robin McCauley. Today, they got Cameron Barton as vocalist. But my bang zone for Survivor is really that 84 to 88 when Jimmy Jameson was singing. So, And they've had 27 different lineups. But if you haven't heard the song, didn't know it was love, go do yourself a favor. I think you'll love it. So what do you think about my six through 10?
1: There you go. sex type thing by Stone Temple Pilots. Love it. That was the first uh, STP song that I think I've ever heard. This is going to hurt 6 a.m. 6 a.m. is one of those bands that's hit or miss for me. Like, I like some of the songs and some of the stuff I really like. I like a lot. And then some of the stuff is just, I don't know. I just don't connect with it. I like This is going to hurt, but I like a whole lot better The Lies of the Beautiful People. That song to me is just, I love that song. And it's uh, a better song than This is going to hurt just to me. Master of Puppets, <laughs> there's nothing I can say about Master of Puppets. It's a classic. love it. I feel the same way about that song. I could hear it a million times. I don't care. Just love that song, and it gets me going every time. Hey Joe by Hendrix is the perfect blues rock song. Not my favorite Hendrix song by any stretch of the imagination, but every time I hear it, I love it. So, Uh, Just a great Hendrix classic. And then didn't know it was Love, Survivor. I had to listen to that. I don't know if I knew that song or not, to be honest. I know some Survivor, obviously. I don't have a problem with Survivor. They're a great pop rock act. You know, this song's okay. Uh, It's a little bit vanilla to me, but uh,
2: overall, I, I like it. It's fine. So yeah, not bad yeah that that song hit the chart so i'm surprised you didn't know that song because it was a top 100 song in 88 it may just
1: have been the fact that in 88 i wasn't listening for stuff like that you know in 88 i was pretty uh tunnel visioned on on hard rock and metal
2: so all right that's cool so let's check out these fine people
0: Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it.
2: So Grown Ups of the Week, these are the folks that shared us on Facebook and retweeted us on Twitter. We're going to split the list up today a little bit because we have some folks that shared their Can't Live Without song that we're going to go over a little bit later. But here's some of the other folks: Carrie Morgan, Rock Doc Wayne, Jeff Reed, Renee Nielsen, Brad Rustoven, Jason Kearney, Croton Cronin Dold, Tom Gelati, Chris James A., Dan Nation, Ages of Rock, Hannah Cope, Peter Sessory, Potter Than Hell Podcast, Jody Habnott, HairNetRadio.com. Ogata, Rob Alaniz, Barry G. Player, Kalen Provo, Digital Killed Radio Star, Kevin Packard. Thank you. Scott Gull, Kelly Sanders, Brian Davis from Damn Good Movie Memories. We were on episode 144. Thanks, uh, Brian, for the opportunity. We did top five soundtracks. Pretty good episode. Our buddy Chris Sinzak, still uh, petering from his loss there. Steve Wright, Jane Just Jane, Todd Herrig, Doug Milton, Tony James, Shout It Out, Loudcast, Mark Winder 8, Alan Tate, Andrew Block, Mike Jones, Terrence Davis, Gary Woodson, Ryan Bannon, Rachel Armstrong, Craig Osborne, The Pods and Sods Network, Save Rock and Metal, Ryan D Singer, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Doug Metal, Nicole Beard, Tony Masalam, Bill Algie, Zeus, Music Palace Radio, Ken Mills, thank you Ken, Rodney Dixon, Brian Chapman, Mike Parnell, Bella Lowe's 1966, Linda Kroll, The Powercore Channel, Stanley Lives for You, Mark Arnold, Janet Eck, David Hudson, Richard Jones, Rami888, Andy Lafon, Deuce, and The Mighty Restrained.
1: Woo! Thank you, everybody, for listening and sharing. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. That's awesome. Thanks again. Uh, So, got a little bit of a note from Ed Spangenberg. Ed, owner and runs the Click Tea Shop, which... If you've listened to any of our other friends' podcast, Ed's been on their show, and there's quite a bit of talk that Ed has done with various podcasts. How would you explain
2: Ed's designs, Sonny? They are KISS-inspired without using the logo or the faces. So if you're a KISS fan, you would know what the Chikara symbol is. There's a shirt with just the Chikara symbol, which I bought. It looks great you would know what a Ace costume from 1976 looks like. Well, what if you had a shirt that had that costume on it, but no mention of Ace? So they're very Kiss-inspired, done very, very well. And it was definitely something missing in the apparel industry because you can't find stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think he found a real uh, niche, and uh, they are very cool T-shirts. Ed's doing something special with Eric Carr. So on July 12th, 2019, Click T Shops, in a partnership with Loretta Caravella, sister of Eric Carr, they're going to release three individually officially licensed t-shirt designs by Click T Shop. So Ed has designed these three different shirts, and the t-shirts are going to be offered for limited time. So if you're a fan of Kiss or you're a fan of Eric Carr's, Get out there to click T-Shop, and it's spelled K-L-I-C-K, T-Shop. And check out those Eric Carr inspired shirts. They're very, very cool. One of them is his image. All of them have his signature on them. One of them, which I like quite a bit, is sort of this I don't know what it is, but it's got the cool Japanese symbol over the top and the colors are very cool. You just have it's hard for me to describe. You have to see it for yourself. And then the last one is just an image of Eric Carr. All of them have his signature on it. And it's it's just cool. I mean, it's a cool t-shirt. If you're a big Eric Carr fan or a KISS fan, you'll want to go over there to click T-Shop. And check it out because you're only going to be available for a limited time. So as you're hearing this podcast, the shirt has already been out for probably a couple of weeks. So get out there right away and check it out. All right. What else we got?
2: So any reviews?
1: Yeah. So got a couple of reviews through Podchaser or the Grown Up Rock website that come in from all kinds of places. Regarding the Who's Playing the Club episode, which released a few weeks back, they love Hollywood's lineup, would definitely attend it, would have to pace themselves because the RBW drink sounds amazing. <laughs> All righty then.
2: By the way, Baco said the same thing. Baco <laughs> said he would go to my show. He didn't say the same thing about the RBW, but he did say he would go to my show.
1: Yeah. So what does that mean? They won't go to my show or they just prefer your show i don't know they never really say uh so maybe it's one of those cases i mean my show is pretty damn good too i would go to either show personally but you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know you know i like to be the redheaded stepchild once in a while <laughs> got an email from snm is my hero that person is deranged i'm sure but they were commenting on the joel hoekstra returns episode said that Steven did a great job going solo. Love that episode. Outstanding work. So thank you for that. Glad you enjoyed it. That's it. We need to get back into this music, don't we? That's right. You're number two through five. All right. My number two through five. Here we go. Number five, I'm going to pay homage to the Monkees from 1966. Absolutely love Last Train to Clarksville. Always have. Number four, we're going back in format. And by the way, this whole episode is dedicated to our friend over at the Potter and Hell podcast, Steve Wright, because out of format is completely Steve Wright's catchphrase, isn't it?
2: Uh, Yeah, he's got a bunch of other catchphrases, too, like phenomenal. He doesn't (laughs) realize how many times he says phenomenal. (laughs) So we're, we're out of format, but we're
1: back in format now with number four, no matter how many times I hear it. From the Back in Black record, I absolutely love Shoot to Thrill. That song, God, that's such a great song. Love, Ace, DC, Shoot to Thrill. And number three, this song probably was one of the first songs that really catapulted me into guitar-driven rock and roll. And you hear this song a lot, really. Jukebox Hero by Foreigner off the Foreigner 4 record from 81. I could hear that song a million times. I don't care. There's something about that song that just definitely sits with me. And number two on my list, I couldn't have a list without at least paying homage to the band that is my top band of all time, and that's Van Halen. And no matter how many times I hear this song, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this riff, it kicks ass. This song kicks ass. It was the first Van Halen record as a whole that I spent a lot of time with, and that is 1981's Fair Warning and the song Unchained. Love it. So that is my two through five.
2: So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that monkey song. I like a lot of monkey songs. Um, they're just catchy. I wanna, I'm wanna, i going to do some research, see who wrote all that stuff, because I, I doubt it was the guys. Oh, I can tell you who wrote it. Oh, who wrote that one?
1: You don't know who wrote a lot of uh, the monkey stuff? No. The person that wrote a lot of the monkey stuff was Neil Diamond. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, now, I don't know if he wrote this song, so I'm looking real quick to see who wrote this song. But Neil Diamond, I think, wrote a ton of uh, monkey stuff. We should be asking our friend Ken Mills, since yeah. he's, he's the monkey expert but no this was written by tommy boyce and bobby hart yeah um, i don't know who that so is. he did not uh write this but i'm 99.9 percent sure that uh neil diamond co-wrote a lot of
2: monkey stuff so that's cool because a lot of it's catchy that's for yeah sure. oh for sure shoots a thrill it's classic Jukebox Heroes classic and Unchained's undeniable. I mean, of course, you got to have a Van Halen song on this list. There's no doubt about it. So, no, great songs. Awesome. Alright, so my two through five. At number five, I was going to have a hard time not having a Jeff Scott Soto or Richie Kotzen song, so I picked a Richie Kotzen song because I was trying to limit it to two favorite bands. And I picked a song off of the album Slow 2002 called Gold Digger. And This is, Richie has several albums where he's the one-man show. Like he plays everything from guitar to drums. He does the piano, the vocal. He does all the producing. The only thing he won't do is like master it, basically. And he won't draw the artwork and everything else he does. So this is one of those albums. You know, if you've listened to any Richie at all, the vocal is what makes it. I know he's renowned as a guitar player, and I get it. He's a shredder. Understand. Okay, check. Done. It's the vocal that gets me because there's an emotion that happens into the song because the song is so personal to him. And in this song, you know, it's about basically his ex wife draining of him all the money that he had. And she only wanted to be around when he had money. And so there's a lot of like anger and pain in the vocal, which it's not like he's screaming, but you can hear it in his tone. And that's kind of what gets me. So. You want to check this song out. It's an ode to the exes out there. It's called Gold Digger. Check it out. It's on the album Slow. My number four was my second ballad. And this is a, that band called Alias from Canada. Comes from their debut album in 1990, which really they only had one album. They released another one like 25 years later or something like that. It was lost in the archive somewhere. But it's that popular song, More Than Words Can Say. And it's not extremes, More Than Words. This is a different song. And I actually love the acoustic version. So the acoustic version is on VH1 Classic Metal Mania Stripped. It uh, was released in 2005. That's really the best version. But this song was all over radio in 1990. Hit number two, number one was Love Takes Time by Mariah Carey at the time. Beautiful melodic guitar solo, beautiful song, beautiful vocal. The video's okay. This super group, you know, was half sheriff and half heart. And, uh, kind of got together, just didn't last long, but it's a classic story about a man missing his significant other basically. And a beautiful song. And this could be, you know, like wedding type song. My number three comes from another, I guess, labeled grunge band, Alice in Chains, and the song is wood. So off of dirt in 1992. You know, grunge, it's hit and miss for me, but Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, and Stone Temple Pilots, those three felt the closest to what I was losing or missing when the 80s music was kind of dying out. And I love the dual vocal thing that Contrell and Staley do in this song. And Lane's vocal, especially, because there's, although Contrell wrote the song, Lane really delivers it because the song is about Uh, Their friend Andrew Wood, who was the lead singer for Mother Love Bone, he died of a heroin overdose in 91, and that's what the song's about. But the lyrics kind of leave it for interpretation. I take it as, I'm addicted, can't stop. But if I would, could you forgive me? That's kind of how I read the lyrics. But people got to kind of read the lyrics for themselves. But this was one of those grunge bands that I think could have coexisted For a long time, if they, well, they did technically start in the 80s, but they could have coexisted with the 80s movement if the 80s movement would have uh, continued also. So great song would. And then my number two, which had me from the minute I saw the video on MTV and David Lee Roth, I'm going to label him. As I've labeled Ace Solopolicious, I'm going to label David Lee Roth as extremely entertaining, but ridiculous because that's exactly who he is. Like, some of the stuff he does is way over the top. My girls would call it extra, right? And the smile's even extra. It's not even like a normal smile. It's like this big, cheesy smile. But this video and vibe makes the song for me. Like, every guitar note he hits in that song is so perfect for what the song is. And that little part in the video where, you know, not if you was the last immigrant grocer on earth, honey. Like, it just it just gave me chills just saying that. The video's great. The song's great. Just everything about this band is so perfect. God, I wish they were still around. But Yankee Rose absolutely rocks. So that was my number two.
4: I can't believe it, okay? My honeymoon night, okay? I will probably only have three or four more of these in my whole entire lifetime. And you, you check me into that dump your brother calls a motel. But, Consuelo, I gave him two dollars extra for the fantasy suite. Too bad, honey, too bad. I will must leave there. So, tonight, you will have to fantasize that you have a wife. Okay? Consuelo, mi amor. Mi amor, Can I help you? Ooh, breath in. Our lips are so close. Ooh, Not if you was the last immigrant grocer on earth, honey. Son of a brisky, my ancestors spit on your haircut. Can you help me? <laughs> my said I have to take a lot of Not in my store, you don't. Ooh, ooh, my friend. I always hang out with two of them because it's better for
5: conversation. See if there winds up being any. I don't have to be involved. Forget about. It. Ooh, ooh. It's humid in here tonight, isn't it, girls? Ooh.
3: Give me a bottle of anything. And a glazed donut. To go. go, go, go.
1: Give me a bottle of anything to go, 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 go. Uh, Every one of those videos off that record were fantastic. I mean, the video for Tobacco Road was good. The video for Going Crazy was good. Yep. Just so, so entertaining. I mean, that's listen, I don't know that David Lee Roth ever claimed to be a singer-singer. He always claimed to be an entertainer, and that's exactly what, Dave does. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Yankee Rose. I love just uh, hearing you talk about the video, bringing a smile to my face and making me chuckle uh, to <laughs> myself just because it's just so, so hilarious. Gold Digger. So, never heard this song. Originally, when I saw this on your list, I was like, is Kotzen doing a cover of the Kanye West Jamie Foxx song? You know, so I, I didn't have any idea. I went and listened to it. I'm like, I love this song. This is awesome. Uh, so I love Gold Digger. I, I send uh, Sonny a note asking him to share more Kotson with me because Sonny knows basically what I like. And Kotson's one of those artists that's all over the place. So I don't have time to go through the mounds of material that Kotzen has. I love his voice. I love his guitar playing. I want to hear the that, uh the stuff that I would most likely like. And I know Sonny's a man to hook me up with that. More than words can say, acoustic alias, just not my thing. I got it. It's just a little too quiet, a little too slow for me. And uh, it just didn't connect. I don't know that I've ever heard that song. I know who Alias is. I went to an Alias release, album release party once back in the early 90s. I don't even remember what album it was for, but I can tell you it was like at a. A reconditioned train depot here in Atlanta. Uh, so I do remember that, that much of it. Uh, wood, Alice in Chains. I love Alice in Chains. Wood's just not, uh, one of my favorite Alice in Chains songs. There's so much more Alice in Chains for me that I love, uh, more so than wood. I got a little burned out on wood as well. So, uh, I understand why other people like it, obviously. It was a big hit. So, Totally get that, and Yankee Rose already gave me my feelings on that, so yeah, not bad. Decent list. All right, time for your number one. All right, so let's talk about my number one. Number one could have been anything. I mean, you can throw a million different songs at my number one. It's all going to be on how I feel about the, uh, that song at any particular moment. This band was important to me early on when I was growing up because, as I said a million times, I didn't just all of a sudden wake up and start liking ACDC and Van Halen. It didn't happen that way. There were a lot of steps that went into my formation of taste over the course of me being a kid, whether it was hearing, you know, Cheap Trick on the radio or... City Rollers, or whatever. There's just a lot of steps that were in place, 45s and and so on, songs that led to me. But one of my earlier friends was a huge Styx fan. And Styx, for all intents and purposes, no matter whether they're classic rock or not, they have a lot of guitar-driven songs, along with all their ballads and stuff like that. So to me, Styx was just a great... American rock and roll band. Uh, They started out much more progressier, but they didn't really end up that way to me. And so one of the first stick songs that I can recall hearing gave me chills and still gives me chills to this day. I absolutely love Tommy Shaw as a vocalist. And no matter how many times I hear Renegade, when you first hear this song open up, It makes the hair on my arms stand up. Oh mama, I'm in fear for my life from
5: the long arm of the law Lawmen is putting into my running and I'm so far from my home Oh, Mama, I can hear you a-crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long.
1: song just has everything in a rock song to offer heavy guitars killer vocals great harmonies nice slow intro that's really nice just a kick ass song front to back love renegade by Sticks, from 1978 can't go wrong in the 70s with that one all right it's on to you and your number one my
2: friend yeah, that stick song made my list too, that top 200 list that I had. So love Tommy Shaw. All right, so I went a different way with my number one, and my number one is a Prince song. And Prince is my favorite artist of all time. The album I picked was Diamonds and Pearls, 1991. It was supposed to be kind of his comeback. He had, you know, the late 80s, after Purple Rain really, the music kind of got a little bit funky, really started experimenting on a lot of things. There was a few that were still... Kind of classic Prince, but he, he might have lost some of his pop fans. So 91 is supposed to be his comeback. This song, the video, Diamonds and Pearl are auditioning. It's the first time you see the yellow cloud guitar. The song's got sexual end windows all over the place. There's some melodic rapping in the song. There's a shout-out to James Brown using a sample from Mother Popcorn on it. And if this song don't make you move, I'm telling you, you got to check your pulse. And then it ends with a great guitar solo. And, you know, you can't go wrong. Like this is like lyrical gold. How can I put this in a way so not to offend or nerve? There's a rumor going around that you ain't been being served. They say that you ain't, you know what, and baby who knows how long. It's hard for me to say what's right when all I want to do is wrong. That's lyrical gold right there. So just in case you need permission, if you're walking, if you're sitting, or if you're working around the house, you have my permission to dance. Here you go, get off.
5: Do Is wrong. Get
4: up. 23 positions in a one night stand. Get up. i only call you after if you say I can. Get up. Let a woman be a woman, and a man be a
6: man. Get up. If you want to, baby, here I am. Here I
5: am. I got the jizz from a friend of yours named Vanessa Bet. Bet. She said you drove a fantasy that got her all wet. In about a little box with a mirror and a tongue inside yeah. What she told me then got me so hot I knew that we could slide mm. Get up 23 positions in a one-night stand Get up i only
6: call you after the if you say I can Get up
5: Let a woman be a woman and a man be a man
6: Get up If you want to, baby, here I am Here I am
5: Scope this, I was just thinking, you trust me, what a ride. If you was thinking the same, we could continue outside. Lay your pretty body against the parking meter. Strip your dress down like I was stripping a pita. balls. I'm enjoyed. Let me show you, baby, I'm a talented boy. Everybody grab a party. To i toy, I don't serve ribs You better be happy, that dress is still on I heard the rip when you sat down Honey, them hips is gone But that's alright, I clock them that way Remind me of something James used to say I like them fat I like them proud You gotta have a mother for me Now move your big ass round this way So I can work on that zipper, day. Tonight, you're a star.
1: 22 positions in a one-night stand. That sounds like a lot of work to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Within saying a three-minute stand, it said in a one-night stand.
1: That's what I said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> 22 positions in a one-night stand.
1: That's a lot of damn work. <laughs> oh, I love Fritz. How can you go wrong? I don't know if that makes my top 10 or top 20. Prince songs but definitely a great one definitely in there somewhere for me and uh,
2: yeah cool very cool and I think it's 23 positions so you're still not doing one is it 20 I thought it was 22 it's 23 I think it's 23 I'm not positive now
1: listen either way one position is not gonna make or break me <laughs> I'm thinking five to ten positions in a one night stand at best <laughs> <laughs> But 22, oh, 23, awesome. just asking too much. Just asking too much. <laughs> oh, God. Has this show taken a turn from the worst yet? Uh, not yet, because
2: we started. still got to get to this. You wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest man in the world. Jesus.
4: It's time
0: for your Historic Moment on Growing Up Rock.
2: Okay, so the historic moment, I could have picked 20 Kiss songs. Easy. And a bunch of them I, we've played already. So I went to 1982's Killers, written by Paul Stanley. At this point, it's Paul, Gene, Eric Carr, and Bob Kulick. Killers had 12 songs uh, that were older, four originals. Most would agree this is the best of the originals, and this was supposed to be kind of their getting ready to do their comeback album after that abysmal elder to go to Creatures. This was supposed to kind of be, all right, better get ready because this is what it's going to sound like. Check out Nowhere to Run.
1: Yeah, so school me on this a little bit, my uh, uh, kiss overlord. <laughs> okay. What is the deal with the killer's record? Was it an actual record or it was only released in somewhere? Is it all B-sides? What is the deal with that record? It's not an actual record
2: company released record, that right? Uh, yes and no. So it is, but it's only overseas. So it was never technically released in the U.S. That's what made it hard to get.
1: Yeah, because you kind of look at it right, and it it looks like it looks like an import, right? It just has the picture, and and I remember seeing that in the record stores when I was growing up, and it would be loosely uh, encased in cellophane, right? Which is always the sign of an import because all the import vinyl came like almost in like a vinyl bag. It wasn't shrink wrapped very tightly. And so I remember seeing that record in the record stores, but I really didn't know what the deal was with that record. You know, whether it was like a cohesive record cause it had, it had some old songs on it, right?
2: Yeah. It was kind of, uh, you know, after 1980 and unmasked tour, not doing too well, or the, the album not doing too well, they didn't really technically tour in the U S at all. Um, so they tour Europe and they're huge in Australia. Then they come back with this album, and you know the, the cracks are starting to show during the Elder, and Ace is not super happy. Peter's already gone. They go try to do this Pink Floyd experiment that didn't work out too well, and it got even worse. They didn't tour at all that year. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, we want to come back and write some rockin' tunes to get with Michael James Jackson. They got this idea to release something overseas to get overseas kind of excited to see if there would kind of be any play but they didn't release in the U S probably a major mistake because then creatures didn't sell well enough. Right. If you release this in the U S maybe you get a little play on creatures too. Right. But for whatever reason they didn't. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, cool. That was a,
1: that's a fun episode, man. That's all over the place. But I think I've said it to you before. I think our listeners have a wide variety of musical taste and, Although this show focuses on hard rock and metal for the most part, I like it once in a while when we can expand a little bit uh, without completely losing our identity, right? And you had a lot of people that wrote in
2: and gave
1: us some of their song choices, right?
2: Yeah, so even on this list, it is literally all over the place. You ready for the list? Yeah, man. Hit me with it. All right, so... I reached out on Twitter and said, hey, here's three choices for songs that you can't live without or comment your favorite. In the three choices, Detroit Rock City killed everything because KISS fans always answer those things more than anybody else. But over 40 people commented on what their favorite song, the can't live without song was. So Kevin14150 said, What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Jay Sablewski said, We Care A Lot by Faith No More. VH and YR 81 picked Unchained. Of course, it's VH. Rob Sketchy picked Tupelo by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I've never heard that song. Yeah. Bo Diddley 86 picked To Be a Man by Tesla. Jason Alexander picked Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force. MAQ picked This Corrosion by the Sisters of Mercy. Isabel said there are way too many But I think Little Girl Blue by Janis Joplin, Night in My Veins by The Pretenders, and Glitter Years by The Bengals would be my top three. Bondstone picked The Spirit of Radio by Rush. Daryl Albert picked The Ocean by Led Zeppelin. Russell Woodrum picked Sure Know Something, Jeremy Rooster, Welcome to the Jungle, and Shout at the Devil. Hell, those five are all over the place. Rick Friel picked Strutter. Eladio picked Spaced Oddity by David Bowie. Craig Cohen picked Rockaway Beach by the Ramones. Jack Broad said Peg by Steely Dan. Lauren Stevenson said November Rain. Twisted Kister picked Mr. Speed. Yeah, baby. David A. Williams picked Most of All by Steve Perry. Rob in the Hood picked Memory Garden by Trouble. Jeff McKenzie said ladder, Ladderless? lateral by Tool. I've never heard that song. Uh, Mr. Cole Thornton picked Invisible Eye by Wheel in the Sky. I heard that today. It's actually pretty good. Michael Say picked In My Dreams by Dokken. Uncle Polly <laughs> said, I'm going to go with the last song I just listened to. There's a place in this world for a gambler by Dan Fogelberg. However, I may have had a drink or two this afternoon. This may have had something to do with my choice. <laughs> that sounds like our buddy Stephen Michael there answering. It's possible. Um... John Murphy said Heat of the Moment by Asia. Reg Daniels, Harvester of Sorrow by Metallica. L Sandy said Hamburger Train by Primus. David Cathy picked God of Thunder. Aircon picked Eternal Flame by the Bengals. Sest3137 picked Estrange by Guns and Roses. OU812 picked Enter Sandman. Those two don't really go together, but okay. Our buddies I at I Love It Loudcast picked Dream Police by Cheap Trick. Josh Carey 5 said Detroit Rock City, several other KISS songs, and any ACDC song with Bon Scott. Serge Velo picked Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Shock Me Parasite picked Deuce. Allie Speevy picked Detroit Rock City and Start Me Up. Nicholas Gratton picked Blackened by Metallica. Addie DeMont picked Back in Black. DNA Guitar 7, Baba O'Reilly by The Who. John Lamro picked as by Stevie wonder Chuck hashtag 3.0 picked any Marvin Gaye or temptation song. Cucamonga 71 said animal and sleeping in the fire by wasp and I and under the rose by kiss. Sorry, but, uh, I hate the older, uh, Jeff erstad picked aces high. I love it. Loud thunderstruck and diary of a madman. And then believe it or not, Todd Kearns answered and picked jumping jack flash.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's crazy, man. So, just the fact that what 60 to 70 percent of the people did not play by the rules and gave us like three or four songs tells tells me exactly, uh, it should tell everybody else exactly how tough of an episode this is to do. Uh, It's just, it's just rough and it's what you're feeling at the time. And I mean, you want to pick something that means something to you because obviously if it's one of your favorite songs out of the entire universe of songs hell (laughs) it's got to mean something to you uh we compiled i compiled a list that i'm going to go back to at some point in time i'm not going to repeat anything but we're going to do more episodes on uh on this and Maybe we'll get creative, maybe we'll streamline some things, maybe we'll throw some different rules in there, but uh, this is something that you'll definitely hear at some point again down the road. I mean, uh, it's just too, too massive not to, and there's so many great songs out there, and for the most part, one of the things that intrigued me about this episode was that for the most part, we usually talk albums, bands, albums, things like that, so we don't really you know unless we're doing like a top 5 or top 10 songs top 10 docking or top 10 Cinderella whatever we've done along the way but
2: for the most part we talk records right yeah and it's it's fun to do and no matter how long we've known each other now which our relationship is still pretty young i guess we continue to surprise each other with songs that we've never heard Oh yeah, completely.
1: And I think for me anyway, I'm probably less of a mystery to crack because I'm pretty simple in what I like, but I find things that I'm like, really, this is up your alley because it's not something that I would think would necessarily be up Sonny's alley. Not that he doesn't listen to it. It's just, I just find things uh, from time to time that I'm a little bit surprised about uh, with Sonny's choices. So always a good thing. That is right. No, great episode. Great idea. Yeah, great idea. Great episode. Once again, our friend Tony Smith, appreciate that. That was a a fun one. We didn't keep your idea to a T. We adjusted it to meet our own needs, but still, you get the credit for it, so way to go. (laughs) Well, we got anything
2: else to add, or is it time for us to shake, rattle, and roll out of here? I think it's time to get out of here. Just want to thank everybody for... Engaging with us on the Facebook page and on Twitter. And you know, when you put something out and you get 40 responses in less than a day, that is outstanding. Love it, love it, love it. And I want to give all the listeners of credit in the world. Thanks for listening to us.
1: All right. So hopefully you guys will find this as entertaining as we did. Keep following us. I'm gonna make sure that I go and do a Spotify playlist of some of our favorite songs. So go to growing up rock songs we can't live without playlist on spotify if you are a spotify subscriber i will make sure that i put a playlist out there with all kinds of different songs and you can check that out and uh, comment on that Uh, in the meantime when this episode comes out we'll be about two weeks away from rock and pod in nashville so if you're going to be near nashville please come out to nashville Rockin' Pod at the Airport Marriott and say hello to us. We'll be hanging out uh, along with a bunch of great people and a bunch of great podcasts. So come on out and enjoy a day of fun at the Airport Marriott, Nashville, August 9th and 10th. Uh, What else? That's it. That's it. Thanks a lot, people. See ya. Later.
0: Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
4: Don't shine no more.